there we go. So, our thing. <laughs> um, as I have told you prior to you hitting the record button, my body is revolting against me at this point. So that's why I'm laughing because we just spent like uh probably ten minutes talking before I hit record and yeah. We also Life is great. We also discussed drinks with your sister, but we're gonna have to do that again too. She is wild. Uh, first, I should say up top, this is Blues and Ghouls. Well, Yay. I'm Alana. I'm Leanne. And uh, what are you drinking tonight, Leanne? I'm glad you asked, Alana. Um, I'm drinking a. So I woke up backstory because you know I can never just tell a story, tell you like answer your question. So. Woke up this morning, my sister had made a dessert, and then she's like, oh, I've got something special for you guys. It was like 9 o'clock in the morning. So we're like, all right. So like at noon, she's like, okay, I've got something special. And so she's like, who wants a shot? It's like 12 o'clock in the afternoon. We're like, uh, I guess us. So anyway, she made homemade simple syrup. Lemon simple syrup. So she made us a shot, like kind of like a lemon drop, vodka in that simple syrup. And it was killer. It was really good. So I asked her to make me a cocktail for booze and ghouls and she obliged and it is a, um, like a lemon, you know, those twisted teas. Uh Um, it's like that. It has that in it. And then it has a little bit of vodka because she had started making this other drink. And then I said, Oh, what about that twisted tea? And then it has lemon, um, simple syrup. That sounds really good. It is really good. It's really, it's really good. I, did I tell you about my my nephew and his girlfriend Cassidy? What they made for when we went camping? I think you did with the peach, refresh with crown apple peach. Okay, it was crown. It was a uh, lemon. No, it was unsweet iced tea, lemonade, and crown apple peach. Yeah, that sounds really good with peach in it, and it was really, really, really good. So this doesn't. This isn't as good as that, but it it, it gets the job done. What are you drinking? Um, I'm drinking just simple Jameson and ginger ale. A classic. So I'm getting ginger beer, though, in my delivery nice. tomorrow, so I'm excited about that. I can make some uh, Moscow Mules. Moscow Mules, because I have vodka on hand, but I have to mm. get rum if I wanted to make Darkest Stormy, which is basically the same thing as a Moscow Mule, but with rum instead of vodka. Yum. Both of those sound great. But I do love, I do love Jameson as well, so. Yeah, it's I it, I like it a lot, and I found a deal on my favorite app Drizzly, which I think <laughs> I talked about every podcast now. It was for a it. different liquor store though, one that's closer to me, and they had a deal for it was it's a it's a one liter bottle instead of like they're normally like seven fifty or whatever, and it was uh it was on sale. It, it, um, I don't remember. Yeah. Oh, I got that, and I got a bottle of wine. I haven't opened a bottle of wine yet, but nice. It also came faster than the other place too, so I think I, ha- I found a new favorite. Look really? Yeah. Nice. That sounds delightful. But I'm excited to try that simple syrup that your uh, sister made because I have a bunch of lemons, organic lemons. You, and- ooh, you should do it. It it was really really good, and she's got a little thing of it, so I'm sure that we'll have different. We'll try different drinks with it at some point. I love it. So, anything else to update before uh, we get we get into some stories here? Um, I hate online schooling. It's the worst. I'm sorry. 
It's literally, you ever see that meme of like, I think it's like Pablo Escobar and he's like sitting on the like swing set and like his hands are folded and his legs are folded and he's just like looking down and swinging on the swing set. It's like, that's like me waiting for kids to log on to Zoom. I'm just like sitting there just swinging along on my little swing set. You're not good at paying attention either. No, it's awful. And then I saw something today on Facebook that said um, that teaching online right now is like Dora the Explorer, where you ask a question and then you smile and stare at the screen for like five seconds and then you answer the question yourself. <laughs> and it's so true because I've done that on multiple occasions. <sighs> I know everybody's having a hard time with the with the online school. Well, some kids I think are doing better with it than like yeah. they would, but for a lot of people, it's been a real headache. So bless all the parents and teachers out there. Yeah. Yeah, it's not fun. Also, I feel like I should note that I'm sitting next to the open window here, so we nice. might have some fun backdrop noises. And awesome. The, the sights and sounds of NYC. Yeah. The, the, the noises of Washington Heights here. I love it. <laughs> in the Heights. Yeah, in the Heights. <laughs> where, <laughs> where we are. And Lin-Manuel Miranda's life are basically the same. <laughs> I could see where you would say that. <laughs> um, no, but I, I don't, there's a, there's like some kind of restaurant down the street that has been doing like live salsa music every night. So if that's sort of background music. I mean, we can have a little salsa break. Nothing wrong with that. Get up and dance. Definitely. So I think this is episode five, I believe, Ooh. which I think. For going forward, it'll be easier to remember that I go first on odd numbers and you go first on even numbers. All right. We'll, we'll keep that in mind. <laughs> Slowly be like, who goes first this time? I know. I always know that you'll know. And I think it, here comes the dirt bike again. I, I love NYC. <laughs> I'm so ready to like. NYC. <laughs> like, what do I have going on here in Ohio? Not a damn thing. <laughs> but it's. We did have a. An odd number of birds fly over earlier while we were sitting outside that I'm not quite sure what that was about. I don't know what it is, but the pigeons have decided that my air conditioning unit is their favorite. And so I'll just be sitting here and you start hearing tap, 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 tap. And it, the pigeons are landing on my AC unit. Oh my like, gosh. He'll bark at them, but he's not, uh, he's, they're not on the window that he Right, he can't see them. Oh, I also should show you. Um, I did my nails all spooky like for Halloween. Ooh! Oh, those are really cute. The the thumb. Ooh, la la! You did those? Those are not like uh like Color Street or anything like that. Well, I got a stamping kit, like one Ooh. of those nail stamping things where you. So I didn't do that freehand. I'm not that kind of parent. Cool, 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 cool. All right. Well, if the dirt bikes are done, <laughs> I do have a ghost story for you. I please hit me up with a good one. I need a good ghost story. Also, in my I life, I should open this one with. I wanted to go here the last time I came to visit you. I think but, I know where you're going with uh, this. It was like we. It was a two-hour drive, and we were too lazy. <laughs> I, I. I mean, I do feel like I need to let our listener. It could be just singular or plural. Um, <laughs> that I'm not a very good friend. <laughs> so I feel like you told me you wanted to go to this place and I maybe dropped the ball. Didn't I drop? The, I feel like I dropped the ball. When, when 
I'm out there next time we're gonna go. I mean, I think they're open right now and you just have to wear masks and stuff, but I'm not, I don't really, I will, I will wait until okay. there's a vaccine or something. <laughs> In 85 years. I know, right? I'll be 90 years old. So anyway, I mean, we're not five now, so never mind. That math doesn't add up. what are numbers what are we what is what is numbers very true (laughs) or what are numbers so this is the ohio state reform (gasps) yeah um which is in mansfield Mm -hmm. love it uh two hour drive from where leanne lives (laughs) that's not giving away her location too much listen (laughs) I got nothing cool going on here, so it's fine. <laughs> but yeah, so Ohio State Reformatory, also called Mansfield Reformatory, is located in Mansfield, Ohio. Construction yes, it started is. In 1861, and prior to that, the field was used. The field where it was built was used as a training camp for Civil War soldiers. So for oh Union Army. Um, but yeah, they started construction in 1861. I don't think it opened up to prisoners until uh, 1896. Is that right? Yeah. First, the facility first admitted inmates in 1896. That's like a long time. Anyway. Um, that is a long time. Yeah, so, but, okay, so the building itself is 250,000 square feet. So it's it's gigantic. Wow gothic looking castle like structure um and then i i got some uh, a lot of this information i got from the mansfield reformatory preservation society which is mrps.org so i'm going to read uh the description that they have on the on their website it says the ohio state reformatory was designed by cleveland architect levi schofield Side note, I wonder <gasps> if the character from Prison Break because I bet it is last name that I don't see a lot, I feel like. So Oh my goodness, I bet it is. And he was an architect. Anyway, Schofield designed the striking limestone building to be an uplifting, inspiring, and intimidating structure. Um, because you know, originally their plan was making it a place, you know, they called things penitentiaries and stuff because mm-hmm. they to reflect on their lives and be penitent and whatever. So right. Make it, you know, uplifting somewhat, or at least a place where you could be introspective. Mm-hmm. But because of all the architectural things that he used and how it looks all like gothic and there's like towers and stuff, it wound up mm-hmm. getting the nickname Dracula's Castle. Ooh. And the reformatory was originally called the Intermediate Penitentiary since it accepted inmates who were too old for juvenile corrections, but had committed offenses more minor than those uh, that were sent to the Ohio State Penitentiary, which I think was in Columbus. Um, anyway, the facility yeah, I think so. was in 1896 after 10 years of construction, which that seems like longer if construction started in 1861, but I I don't know. That's from their website. Mm-hmm. The goal of the institution was truly to reform and rehabilitate its inmates who received three things during their time at OSR is what it, they abbreviated it as here. Religion, education, and a trade. 
Oh. They were admitted for 18 months, and if they showed progress, they could be released after that time. If not, they received another 18 months. Wow. It was successful, and OSR had a high success rate and low recidivism rate. <gasps> That's awesome. But by the early 1960s, the state had pulled its financial support from the reform model and began converting it into a maximum security facility, mm-hmm. a purpose for which it was never intended. Right. By the 1980s, the conditions had deteriorated to the point where the inmates sued the state of Ohio. The lawsuit was successful, and construction began on a new modern facility nearby, and then the reformatory was finally closed in 1990. That's crazy. For several years, until local activists rallied to purchase the building from the state for a dollar, and repairing and restoring this historic structure. So that was all from their website. So yeah, so they closed it, and then the local activists purchased it so they could start um, renovating it and stuff, and and preserving it so it doesn't like fall apart. And, right, and just become another yeah, just, just like another broken abandoned. down place. The architecture is amazing, and it really is a beautiful building. So it it would be a shame if it had just like you know gone to rot or whatever. Yeah. So most of the grounds and support buildings were demolished, and when the Preservation Society was founded in 1995, they turned the prison into a museum and started conduct started to conduct tours to fund the rehabilitation of the existing buildings. The East Cell Block remains the largest freestanding steel cell block in the world, at six tiers high. So wow, it's really big. That's why I, it's one of the reasons I want to go. Is it just sounds like I mean, I've never really been to any of these kind of buildings anyway. Right. Although, side note, one time Angela told me about when she and this group of friends had broken into um, an ab- abandoned insane asylum in the area. And what? I was really jealous that she didn't ask me to go in. <laughs> because I was like, that sounds really cool. I just want to just make so many cracks right now at Angela, but but you know. Anyway, we all have our own path. (laughs) Several movies have been filmed at the prison, including The Shawshank Redemption, classic. Uh, The MRPS gives guided tours of the filming locations, like they have a specialized tour that just includes. I think it's it shows like other movie things that are related there. Uh, I know. Air Force One is one of the other movies they used that as, uh, I think they used it for a Russian prison. prison. Ooh, okay. <laughs> That's hard to say, Russian prison. Russian prison? Um, I don't know what that was. So, they have, like, special tours that are just for, like, oh, the filming places. That's here. cool. And, um, but they have, they also have a lot of other tours. They have a lot, they have ghost tours. I think there's ones that you can do, like, at night. Um, with your, you know, I don't know if, I think they, they either provide as part of the tour, you can purchase or rent equipment for ghost hunting. Oh, okay. Gotcha. And then there's a, um, there's also a guided tour by a former inmate that they do. Really? Yeah, there's a bunch of different tours. Let's go on the website and look, because I, w- I want to do, like, one of the tours. And then usually during the Halloween season, there's a group that puts on a haunted house inside the prison. That's a big no for me. Blood prison. That is a hard pass. A hard fucking pass. <laughs> no, right? you're no like, not a chance. I fuck, I hate 
haunted houses. Is it real or like something touches you? Is it yeah, because you know what? You can't file a lawsuit against a ghost for touching No, that's what I'm saying. In the haunted house. In haunted houses, usually, if they're going to touch you, you have to sign a waiver. So they're not right. allowed to touch you otherwise. Right. But if you go there and a ghost touches you, or like. They give no fucks. Scratches. They don't care. Anyway, you probably do have to sign a waiver. For this <laughs> no, that's a big no for me. I'm not, not happening. So now let me tell you about some of the deaths that have Hit happened. me with the deaths. Because there are over 200. Ooh that have occurred at the prison over its, uh, I mean, it's, it was, you know, open for over 200, well, not open, open, but it was, existed for over 200 years, so. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of these deaths that I'm going to tell you about came from a website called Weird, well, it's Weird US, but this one was Weird Ohio, obviously, because we're in Ohio. Um, so in 1926, Urban Wilford was the first officer killed in the line of duty at the reformatory. Hmm. Uh, a parolee named Philip Orlek had returned to the, to the prison and shot him to death while help, trying to help another prisoner escape. Oh. So he was this this inmate or, or former inmate Orlek was eventually captured, tried, and convicted, um, sentenced to death, and was executed in the electric chair at Ohio State Penitentiary a year later. Ooh. In 1932, a guard named Frank Hanger was beaten to death during an escape attempt by several prisoners. Mm. In 1948, the two former inmates, Robert Daniels and John West, snuck back onto the property surrounding the prison and kidnapped the farm superintendent, is what it says. I don't know what that is, but maybe they <laughs> Sounds have- like a killer job. Oh, no pun intended! <laughs> uh, John Nebel? Or Nibel, I'm not really sure how that's pronounced. Along with his wife and daughter. So they kidnapped him and his family. I guess his family were all living there. But yeah, they lived in a small farmhouse near the facility. So I guess that he helped run the little farm and they probably got their crops, you know, for food. For mm-hmm. there. So they kidnapped his whole family and took them out to a nearby field and killed them all. Several days later, they were cornered by police and a shootout took place. Ooh. Doing firefight. West was shot and killed while Daniels was taken into custody, and it was then learned that they had killed three other people while they were at large. Mm-hmm. Um, they convicted Daniels and sentenced him to death, and he died in the electric chair in January 1949. Ooh. So, in 1950, uh, the superintendent of the prison was a man named Arthur Lewis Blackie, and his wife, Helen Bauer, well, that was her maiden name, so I guess she was Helen Blackie. She was getting ready for church one Sunday and reached into the closet to pull out her hat and dislodged a gun that was kept inside <gasps> the closet. On its way down, it fell. Like, it fell, it went off, and it shot her, um, like, in the neck shoulder area. Oh. They had to take her to the hospital. She died a few a few days later. That is really sad. Isn't that so sad? Like, can you imagine? It's... Just, like, she, she was, like, I think I read several things about her. She was apparently really devout and went to church every Sunday and stuff. Aww, that's sad. Then we got shot. I mean, you know, gun safety is important. Well, yes. But also there were some things I was reading that said they thought maybe it wasn't an accident. <gasps> um, but there was nothing substantial I could find about that. It was just, I think, a theory. that. Oh, really? Why would this gun go off? And maybe Right, that is random. Set it up to kill his wife or this, that, or whatever. Ooh. But there was nothing really to substantiate that. And I think right. 
nothing accident. Um, but people say they smell her rose perfume in the living quarters of the old. <gasps> um, so if you go through there and you smell this perfume, they say that's her still walking around there. Oh, yeah. And then one of the most active places in the prison is said to be the hole, which is what they call solitary confinement. Oh, yeah. After a particularly nasty riot in 1957, 100 prisoners were sentenced to 30 days in there, even though the area only had 20 cells. So we people into these 20 cells, which I guess if you're doing math, is like five people to a cell that was only supposed to hold one person. That's so sad. Um, and then it says, today people can hear whispers and footsteps in the area. Mm. Along with the, the guard desk that I mentioned, there also were several inmates who committed suicide while they were in the prison. Oh, I bet. There was one who, so these tiers of the cell block are like, it kind of looks like, you know, like an apartment complex, almost like with the, because there's railing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying. The building there. Yeah, on the inside, yeah. Yeah, so one guy apparently tied his bed sheets together. Oh. Put it around his neck and then jumped off of the thing and hung himself. The thing, the, the real technical term for it. Uh, That's hilarious. And another guy apparently lit himself on fire <gasps> inside the cell. Oh! I think there's more on that later because I have, I have some shows that I watched that I'm going to tell you. <laughs> but I'll I'll get to that more in the, in a bit. So a lot of violence over the years at the prison contributes to the types of hauntings because people have reported being touched, punched, grabbed, and scratched by unseen forces. Ooh. You know, it's not good. It's dark. It's dark. Well, yeah, yeah. So it's like, um, not happy, not happy ghosts. No, 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 no. And then I found them. I thought this was really funny. I found this from the the MRPS, the Preservation Society too. It has the eight most haunted sites at the reformatory, and this is <laughs> was written up by a guy named Scott Supel, who is the ghost hunt manager. Oh. Uh, you love for that to be your job. Yes, you? I yes I would. <laughs> I yes, I would. It's a really fun job. <laughs> so, and this is gonna read like uh, David Letterman top ten list, <laughs> but it's also really short. So eight, East Wing, first floor, the toilet room, and East showers. And this is literally what it says. I took this directly from the website. Says lately, this area has been pretty good for experiences and evidence. Rarely do we have a night where nobody experiences at least a few shadow people down there. Ooh. Yeah, so that's scary. Seven, third floor, middle admin. This is an area that gets to a lot of people. So I guess <laughs> it gets to them, you know? It gets to them. It gets to them. Shadow people, audible voices, footsteps, and the feeling of not being alone is the norm. Oh. Sub-basement. This area has produced some pretty wild experiences and evidence. This area was even avoided when the building was still in operation. So uh, yeah, sub basement always avoid the sub basement. Basements are creepy anyway. Always, one hundred percent. I know you have one. Yeah, ours is not creepy as much as it's just gross. <laughs> because it's like not, it's not a finished basement. Like my mom's basement is finished. You know, you've seen her basement. That's the thing, though. It's too unfinished basements are. Creepy even creepier oh totally super duper creepy and right now we have a cricket down there side note we have a cricket in our basement and it's loud as fuck and we're like mad because the cat's not gonna like not going to kill it 
and it's, you had one job cat <laughs> seriously one, just one just the one job and so now when we go to bed at night all you hear is that damn cricket downstairs That's so funny yeah probably a cricket would be nice uh, change of pace for me with my, all my dirt bikes. Right, yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> we don't have any motorcycle gangs, but we do have some pretty feisty crickets. <laughs> so, uh, five is the chapel. This area has made many skeptics less skeptical. Ooh. Lately, the ghosts have been getting rather grabby up there. That's what it says. It says In the rabbit. chapel? In the chapel. Oh. Ghosts are getting grabby in the chapel. Four, West Attic. Let's just say a very well-known paranormal celeb had an experience up there and refused to go back in. I'm not going to say who it was. I'll just say that he grabbed his scarf and walked out. That's so fucking hilarious. Like, I was trying to think of who wears scarves. It's definitely Zach. Well, I was I was thinking it was Chip Coffee. Do you remember? <gasps> oh, yes. I loved him, though. Always wore he did always wear scar- scarves. So who do you think it is? I think Zach Bagans wear a scarf. He seems like he would be the one. He would be the kind of guy to wear a scarf. He's wearing like affliction shirts and tight pants. Sometimes you gotta wear a scarf with your with your affliction. Whatever. I've got some. I haven't seen them do a lot of like places in cold weather anyway. Yeah, that's well. He and he's from Michigan. Yeah, so I don't help us. That's our claim to fame. I don't know who's. Uh, I guess it will remain a mystery. <laughs> Three admin basement. There seems to be two different entities down there. One's nice, while the other is not. Ooh. And that's all it says. <laughs> oh, well, that's that's nice. Cell blocks, east and west. I've seen these bring grown men to tears. Many murders Ooh. and suicides took place in these areas. One, solitary confinement, a.k.a. the hole. This was the prison inside the prison. Many men took their own lives while housed in this area. Hmm. So that's sad, but also the, the, those were the top eight most haunted places in the prison, according to All me. of those sound like a big no for me. I know. <laughs> but no, we're going. We're definitely going to go there. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. I'm okay as long as I don't have to go to the um, haunted house where something is going to jump out and grab me. I'm I'm five by five. I'm happy to do it. Well, so we can take one of the day tours so we don't have to, like, we don't, we don't have to get all uh, crazy and do one of the ghost hunting tours at night or. Oh, that would be nice because it's, yeah. Well, okay. So I didn't know if I should say this now or later, but I actually do have a friend. Uh, Coda's mom went to this. Oh, really? Yeah. Which I, I don't remember. She told me if she had any things or not. I, I had any experiences or not, but she did go and she said that it's really dark. Oh, uh, well, dark as in it's away. dark. It's dark. Like there's no light or like. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, that, this is like what she said. It's really dark. I'm like, oh, well, that sounds fun. Huh? Go to a night one? One of the night tours? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, it's dark at night. <laughs> it's, <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> well, it's really funny to me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I watched, okay, I watched two different uh, shows where they went to the Ohio Form- Reformatory. Reformatory is kind of a hard word to say, is it not? Uh, so first up is Ghost Adventures, a classic. Uh, season three, episode three is where they went to the reformatory. They started off, you know, with their interviews and stuff, and they interviewed one of the former inmates at the prison, who was like, "Yeah, it's hella haunted up in here." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, he didn't say it like that, but I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> and then they talked to a former guard as well, uh, who also spoke to the violent nature of the prison. Um, and he himself actually witnessed uh, some of the 
murders and suicides that took place there. Mm. I think he was the one who said he saw the guy, you know, dang. Oh, that would be so traumatic. I don't, I wouldn't want to be a prison guard. Same. Um, then they talked to some tour guides who admitted to being touched. Uh, most of them were women. And um, they talked about how some of the touching was violent, including being punched. And one of the girls got her ass grabbed by uh, a mm. Yeah, so <laughs> that's nice. That's always a how do you do. Right? Uh, but I mean, you know. The pr- prison ghosts—they're not. Oh yeah, I mean, and they—if they're in prison and they're all by like with guys and they want to yeah. like, but see a girl. In there for when they changed it to a, you know, maximum security facility. Mm-hmm. So then they were like during the daytime while they were still conducting interviews, their batteries were drained, so like they had to like go get new batteries. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you know the if the, they say the ghost will use the energy from that. Mm-hmm. oh yeah had, like a rock thrown at them like Ooh. while it was still daylight before they even were doing the investigation part so then they they did the investigation part and a lot of the evidence i just listed a bunch of the different evidence that they they captured because there was a lot they had like light anomalies on camera unexplained footsteps cell doors slamming shut they got a bunch of different evps Ooh. um and a shadow figure coming out of a jail cell that they, they caught. So then they, they, you know, they always do, they like to ramp it up a notch. And right. they brought back one of the girls who had been touched, one of the former tour guides, or I don't know if she was still a tour guide or if she was a former tour guide, but she had been touched there. And so they brought her back and had her go off and investigate by herself, you know, like as they do. <laughs> like Zach Bagson's does. Um, and she felt something on her neck. And right at the, like she felt she felt like being touched on the back of her neck and when she felt that they like went back and reviewed and there's a creepy evp of breathing when that happened. oh like, ghost, like breathing on her neck it was really creepy almost. that is so creepy um yeah and they so they sent her off to investigate by herself and she said she felt her hair being pulled oh and then they got another evp that said her name Ooh. And then they also, so when they were reviewing this, uh, they went and got her and they were like trying to review the evidence to see what happened to her. And while they were doing that, it they experienced a cold spot. Like it started getting really cold. Uh-huh. And then they heard a growl. Oh, like, I don't like that. Yikes. Yeah. It was, it, and so I feel like when that happened, she said something like, oh, this is, I've never heard that before. <laughs> <laughs> like. It was weird. That's really creepy. That was Ghost Adventures. And then, of course, you know, I had to watch the BuzzFeed Unsolved episode. You have to, because Shane and Ryan, that's just why. Because I always like to, to when I, um, also, I guess, when I'm when I'm doing these and, wa- and watching these different ghost hunting shows, I like to compare. Because uh-huh. Ghost Adventures, I feel like, is one of the most dramatic. Oh, 100%. There are, and then, you know, with BuzzFeed, you've got one who's a skeptic and one who's... Right. And you get humor in it. You know what I mean? There's, like, definitely some humor to it. I do think there is humor in Ghost Adventures, but it's not always the intention. (laughs) That's so funny. Uh, But, yeah, so... Okay, so the BuzzFeed Untold episode is season four, episode four, and they really... 
well, they start off, you know, Ryan goes over the whole history of it, and he relays uh-huh. it. And he focused on the mistreatment of prisoners by the guards as early as 1898, when a news story ran in the paper that the inmates were being hung by their thumbs, like that they had experienced some like cruel and unusual punishment. <laughs> yeah, it'd be kind of hard to hang you by your thumb. You got jokes. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, Megan Fox has my thumbs, so I'm in good company. Yes, she does. I'm gonna say about that. <laughs> no further questions. Uh, and also during the history portion. When they were, they were just like, so they were at the prison, but they hadn't started like the investigation part. They were just still kind of talking. Mm-hmm. But while they were doing that, they experienced some loud bangs and an inv- investigation into the source of the sound found it was a ventilation grate opening and closing. But it also kind of sounded like, which I guess is an automated thing. So Shane was like, oh, see, you would have been worried about this all night if we didn't find this. So they like kind of debunked it, but at the uh-huh. same time, like, it didn't it didn't sound exactly like what they were hearing. And mm-hmm. it, I don't know. But anyway, so they have that. Then as soon as they walked onto the cell block, both of them were hearing noises. Like, Shane was the first one to point it out. And he didn't say, like, you know, obviously because he doesn't think it's anything. He's like, but I'm hearing a lot of little noises here. Right. So, uh, yeah, so they started hearing noises right away. And then they went to uh, the cell of James Lockhart, who is reportedly the inmate that set himself on fire in his own Um, And they did the spirit box in there, and they got a, like, a weird voice. But Mm -hmm. it didn't, like, it wasn't, it wasn't really saying anything intelligible, but something sounded like it came through. And then they go to a room called the chair room, which it's because the only thing that's in there is a metal chair. And so apparently... It said to move on its own, and if you move it away from the center of the room, it'll move back. Oh. So, of course, you know, Shane moved the chair. Of course he did. And he was, like, antagonizing the spirit, but nothing happened. I love Shane. I hate Shane, and I love Shane. (laughs) All in the same same breath, I do. And then as they walk into the chapel, uh, they were, so they were going to the chapel, and Shane goes, is Jesus here? And um, they got an EVP that says, I am not. Oh, creepy. And so they were like arguing about that for a second because he's like, because Ryan was like, well, then it's it's the devil or there was like. Right, like who is it? Is it something pretending to be Jesus? But it was just, Oh, like, that's so creepy. Yeah, so, the, so like, is Jesus here? I am not. Oh. And then they investigated the hole, which they did separately because obviously that's supposed to be the most haunted area. And Ryan caught some slamming cell doors on audio, as well as some more, like, unintelligible voices on the spirit box. Then he forgets the spirit box in the cell and has to go <laughs> for it after he's already done his, like, his minutes. Like, okay, ghost, vision see the last of me. And he leaves. <laughs> I don't know how he does when he's leaving because he's like, so excited to be gone. And he's like, oh, shit, I forgot the spirit box. <laughs> and he has to, like, go back and get it. And <laughs> I love that because he does. He gets so cocky at the end. Like, you better take a good look at me because you're never gonna see the last of me you're ever gonna see. He does too. He gets so cocky. It's like such a weird flex when he does it, but it's so great. So yeah, but that was so that was uh then uh so okay. This is the other thing is that I was I just saw that Hulu added Ghost Hunters recently, and I was like, oh, well, really? I've been there too, but I didn't get a chance to watch. Ooh, I might have to watch that. Um. Also, there's another one 
on Travel Channel called Portals to Hell, and they also go I have heard of it, but I'm too afraid to watch it. It looks creepy as fuck. Um, well, so anyway, so, you know, Jack Osborne is mm-hmm. one of the hosts, and then um, the other one is Katrina from Paranormal State. Oh, okay. Edmund. So, I wanted to watch that one, too, but I didn't get a chance to before. Maybe I will watch it then. Yeah, well, it's like, I will watch that episode because I've seen other people go to this place, so I know right. Expect, you know? Yeah, totally. Um, well, so, yeah, I'm kind of excited that I saw Hulu has Ghost Hunters now. because That's seen awesome. That. I'm going to start watching. Especially because um, we're getting into spooky October. Season. I love uh, it. Oh. I'll talk about this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right now, I'm just like, oh, wait. But yeah, so that's Ohio State Reformatory. I love it. I am going to definitely go back and watch those episodes. And yes, when you come visit, we are totally going. Yeah, I just, I, I really want to go because it looks, I just, even just to see the building and the architecture and stuff. I yeah. Cool. Oh, yeah, I think it would be really, really like, cool. Go in there and have a ghost scratch me or anything. <laughs> but Or like breathe down my neck. The only thing that I feel like would be cool to experience is smelling that lady's perfume. That would be pretty wild. Because, like, you know, like, nothing else is going to happen. Like, you would smell that. That's, like, I feel like is a pretty common haunting is is the the olfactory kind of thing. Because after my grandma died, um, my mom's mom, we used to sometimes still uh, smell her powder that she used to use. Aww. Um, And then I would hear, she, well, she... (laughs) She had diabetes, so she had like her like feet were kind of swollen. Uh huh. So she used to shuffle on the carpet. Oh, okay, yeah. Feet up all the way. Uh huh. So very distinct noise, and she never lived in our new new place. But mm-hmm. like after she passed, so we would smell her powder, and then occasionally I would hear her shuffling on. The oh carpet. my gosh. Here, so then I would be kind of scared, and I would be like, "It was nice." Uh, it was like. Yeah. Oh, around but at the same time I was like I don't want to see you so I'm gonna no I'm gonna close my eyes (laughs) just shuffle on by and we're gonna that's so funny that's so I don't know it's a pretty that's a pretty common haunting thing is to smell smells right to have smells Hmm. yeah so anyway what story you got for me interesting you know I've got I've got a good one for you tonight today this eve if you will okay so have you ever heard I'm sure you have because I'm sure I've told you about this before. Um, it's a little paranormal, a little, um, a little true crimey. It's just like one of my favorite stories because I think it's so wild. So, have you ever heard of Alyssa Lamb? Oh yes, yay! I love it. This is one of my faves for sure. Um, so anyway, so Alyssa Lamb, she was a student, um, University of British Columbia in Vancouver, and so she was on kind of like a. Uh, know college students they go and they do they do their things and they walk around different places and they go explore stay in hostels stuff like that so she was kind of doing that stuff and really from what I gather enjoying herself so January 26th and this is in 2013 she arrived in LA um so she was 21 and I mean I think about my nephew he's 22 him and his girlfriend are about to move and I am like nervous for them because they're gonna have I mean they're gonna have the best time ever but you know like you're still like oh my goodness they have so much to to learn and so I think about her being 21 and I think about like my nieces 
being that age and going off by themselves and that's a big no 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 i would not want that if i I would that no that's just you're too young and it is what it is anyway her parents felt that way kind of but they also realized she was an adult and they wanted her to go explore the world so they did you know but she kept in touch with them every single day because that was kind of the concession they made yes you can do this go out adventure all that but then you know make sure you keep in contact with us every day um so anyway uh she did every day they she kept in touch with them every single day until january 31st so she was supposed to check out of the cecile hotel in la have you heard of it yes yeah so apparently it's hella haunted too um which is kind of like ties into this but it is hella haunted and or people say it's hella haunted and um i'll get into more of that more later but anyway, so she was supposed to check out on the 31st. She never got a hold of her parents. And um, eventually they kind of like freaked out and started uh, calling the police in L.A. And like, uh, you got to find her daughter. So the police did look around, couldn't find her. Um, so it is kind of important to note that at first when she first checked into the Cecile Hotel, she was actually in one of those rooms that she shared kind of like a hostel. But um, her roommates complained of strange behavior. They said she was acting odd no elaborations are really available i think but they just said she was acting odd and so they complained so the hotel moved her to her own room okay so anyway so the 31st yeah they her parents couldn't find her so the police the la police did say like they searched everywhere they had dogs and everything and they couldn't find her um but also the police did say that they searched to the best of their ability because apparently um they couldn't search each individual room unless they had like probable cause thinking that someone had taken her so they didn't check any of the rooms so it's kind of like that's weird really is that like a really great look you know what i mean someone goes missing from a hotel (laughs) wouldn't you think the rooms would be the first place you'd look out but you would be like hey we're conducting an investigation do you mind if we search a room right and it's going to be kind of a big red flag if you say no Right, and then you're like doing drugs or something, just be like, yeah, but I'm doing drugs or whatever. Like that doesn't, I don't know. I mean, yeah. So that kind of struck me as odd. Like, so they didn't check any of the rooms. So anyway, except for where she was staying, right? Like the room that they were correct, correct. So anyway, um, so on February 15th, the LAPD released the video footage, last known video footage of her, and um, it was from February 1st. And so, um, I'm going to show you the video. I mean, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Please show me. And then I am also going to, huh? Are you going to get fancy and share your screen here? I'm going to get fancy. Let's just get fancy. Let's do it. Okay. So this is the surveillance video now. Um, I'm going to obviously see their arm and I'm like, no, (laughs) (laughs) what is that? Okay. So I'm gonna uh, we'll watch it, but then I'm like gonna ex- like obviously explain for people listening. Um, so she walks into the elevator. So I'll start from the beginning. She walks in the elevator. She's got like what looks like to me like basketball shorts, like my nephew would wear like in high school or junior high. Basketball shorts and like a red sweatshirt. Yeah, I always thought um, it was a skirt. I guess I didn't look close. Enough. I always thought it was a skirt too. And then one of the podcasts I was listening to where they were talking about this. I was like listening and then I looked back and yeah, she was like basketball. It almost made me put me in the mind of like, was she with another guy? You know what I mean? And she's like threw on his pants. Speculating here, but um, so anyway, so she gets in 
and she like bends over to like see the letters clearly the numbers clearly which can i be honest with you don't you think it's a little weird that she bends over like that yeah she bends over and she gets real close like she couldn't see like it. she maybe her contacts were out or something i don't know that that is weird and then also you can see she pushes a lot of buttons she pushes like one two yeah. three four at least four buttons that i can see have lit up so that's weird in its own way anyway um so anyway she stands there and she stands like kind of way back in the corner but not up against the wall at this point like she she stands in my opinion how you would stand in an elevator at this point just kind of like standing there with her hands behind her side or beside her side and the elevator goes no it doesn't open or it doesn't close i'm sorry it doesn't close so then she kind of walks over slow, slowly and then she like jots her foot out and like looks both ways outside of the elevator like she's like looking for something yeah Dude, I'm gonna. You're gonna be shook by the end of this because I really. The more I watch this video, the more I really think like I know what happened. But anyway, that's beside the point. Me out every time I see it. Oh, just wait. Just you wait. Okay. So she like then she whips her body back into the elevator and she's standing there super still. Then she like goes like steps on the side of the elevator and then like goes back in the corner by the buttons, like she's hiding from someone. Yeah. So then she's standing there hiding, 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 hiding. She's standing there super quiet. The elevator door does not shut this entire time. So then she does it again. She like juts her head out just a tiny little bit to see if she can see anything outside the elevator. Standing there creepily at the elevator door, steps one foot out, looks super creepy, and then almost like hops out of the elevator, like just kind of like hops. And like, is she now she's standing in the hallway? You can see that they're shorts now. Yeah. Um, then she's like standing in the hallway, just kind of like like standing there, and then she sidesteps, and then she steps back into the elevator. Can I also just say, what elevator have you ever been on in your life where the door wouldn't have closed by now? Thank you, thank you. Isn't that super weird? Like, cause if you push buttons, it's gonna be like, oh hey, I need to go somewhere, and it's gonna start closing. Normally, we have an elevator in our building, and so like we don't take it all the time. But it's not like sometimes we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like sometimes we do. And especially when I was on the third floor, we would because we were lazy. But um, so anyway, like when we'd be on the third floor and other teachers were going to leave, we'd be like, oh, hold the elevator. You got to push that elevator. Oh, like put your hand in the door like 35 times by the time somebody walks over there. Yeah. So it's super weird to me that this elevator door does not budge once. I think that's super weird. So anyway, so then she kind of sidesteps where you can't really even see her for a second. She's like to the left of the elevator, but only for a hot second. And then her arm goes back into focus or like goes back into the screen. She's still outside of the elevator. Then she like puts her hand up, uh, does something you can't see, but you can just kind of see her elbow and still can just kind of see her elbow. And um, this whole time the elevator's not shutting. She's not in any way where the elevator would be like stopped. So then she has her head on her, almost look like she had her head on her hand or her hand on her head. Yeah. Like she was distraught or something. So then she she walks back in, she looks distraught. Yeah. And then she like puts her hand on her head, comes back in, goes back to the elevator and starts pushing more buttons. Bends over, starts pushing more buttons. Now bitch just got all the, like all the elevator buttons pushed. Okay. So she's still pushing, 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 pushing buttons, pushing buttons, bent over super weird. Like she can't see anything. And then she steps back out into the hallway steps back out in the hallway and then this is where it gets weird so yeah this is where it gets weird 
So then she, like, she has her hands in some type of, like, a weird formation that I personally can't even do. I don't know if you, my hands don't move like that. I mean, they're short, they're chunky, but they're, they're not, like, they don't move like hers are moving. And she looks, in my opinion, like she's, like, Ooh, that's so weird. That is her. Oh, she's like moving around, and I don't know if she's talking to somebody Ugh. or what. But her hands are just moving in ways they shouldn't move. And um, and then she's like doing something with her hands, like moving her hands around, and like, like it, like crumbling her hands. She just looks like she's tripping. And then she stands still outside of the elevator door. And then she walks kind of like in the hallway, and then she walks away. And that is the video. Is she like, so she doesn't get on the elevator and go anywhere. Just that whole time. No, no. And everybody says, like, I know there's a lot of people who, and and I'm not saying it's not true, that say that there's more to that, that to more to that video and people haven't, that people haven't seen. Because that could be very true. I mean, you know, who's to say? Um, but anyway, that's the video. So this is where it gets fucking wild. So, February 19th. Now, let let you be reminded that that is 19 days after she's gone missing. Okay? They haven't been able to find her. They don't know about the... She's seen the video. Four days after people have seen the video, but nobody knows where she is. People in the hotel start complaining of low water pressure and that the water is, like, coming out black. It tastes funny. Oh, yeah. So they decide, oh, well, we better go check the water tanks. Her body was found in one of the water tanks above the hotel. That's just so gross. Disgust. So um, the coroners, you know, they... I don't understand. Well, this is just one thing I think of, but... Why is the water black? What does a decomposing body do to the water that makes it black? Right? I, and I don't know. And that's what's weird. It's like, I really don't know what the water yeah, does. But it's true. It makes you wonder, like, what in the world? So the coroner, um, had, he said his findings were accidental drowning with bipolar disorder as a significant factor. Okay, so she was on bipolar meds. Okay, she was bipolar and she was on medication. But to my knowledge and from what I've read, she's not, like, she, she, she took her meds like she was supposed to and it, it helped. Now, granted, they did say that they, the people were complaining that she was acting weird, and that's a little sketch for me. But for the most part, she's she. I don't know that you know you can be bipolar and you're not going to go drown yourself in a water tank, right? Like that's what I mean. enough of a reason to have right. You know, like, well, and I have my own thoughts about how she even was able to get up there, which I'll cover in a bit. But um, how she was even able to get up to there and then also open up the water tank and then close it behind herself. I call bullshit. Well, and she was also naked when they found her, right? Right. So they found her. Uh, she was naked. Her clothing was, that were similar to what was in the video. The elevator video were floating in the water, and it says they were coated with a sand-like particulate. So I don't know what that means. Sand-like particulate. That's weird. I haven't heard that part. Yeah, so anyway, she was de- decomposed and bloated, greenish. There was no sign of physical trauma, sexual assault, or anything like that. Her toxicology was incomplete a little bit, just from because she was been in the water so long. Well, I'm not a coroner or you know anything <laughs> like that, but I'm I'm also trying to think of if there was some if are there things 
that being in in a in water for so long could make the evidence go away. You know, hundred percent. Because, like they said, yeah. Because they said that, um, you know, her toxicology did come back. I guess with like traces, small traces of her prescription meds that she was taking, and that stuff. If you take it, you know, if you're taking it consistently, it's going to be very, very present in your system. I would assume. But and there was also like maybe like a Sudafed type thing and ibuprofen. Says, uh, also a very, very, very small bit of alcohol, like point zero two was present but no other recreational drugs did it think how long she had been in the water was she super duper 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 like like alcohol um drunk and then like that's how much was left or is that even how it works i don't even know because i was always just wondering like how long she was in the water though you know were they able to right and they don't even know like they said like they, they they don't even know how long she was in the water um but just that the coroner said, oh, she accidentally drowned. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not buying that. But well, either way. a lot of murder podcasts. And we know. <laughs> right. Not everybody right. does the job really well on these things. Yeah, exactly. Let's be honest about that. Um, And then it said, but then this is what's killer to me, too, is that the doors and the stairs to the hotel roof were locked. Yeah. Okay, so if she had gone up there herself and somehow had gotten up there, I don't even know, only the staff had passcodes and keys but even let's say for some reason she was able to like sneak up there. I don't even know how that would work. There was an alarm that should have been triggered if she went up there, but also it, the door still would have been locked when it closed. Yeah. You know, or it would have locked back up. Um, also there, there was a fire escape that they, people said she could have climbed to, to get up there. But then to me, it's like weird too. Cause okay. So even if you did climb the fire escape, that um those water tanks are massive to have to open up and then once you get inside close it that doesn't even make sense to me i guess i don't understand That's my big thing of i don't think she got in there by herself because how no. are, like she was a, not a very big girl um no do, do you have her height and weight anywhere there um no i do not I know from watching the videos that she's like this no she's not big at all yeah, she's like this petite girl and um not that i'm saying that girls can't be strong or anything but uh the lid of a water tower is oh, like really heavy yeah. how no, are you gonna pull it aside to get in and then once you're in water push it back so it's closed yeah that just doesn't seem that like doesn't, something to me that would be no, that doesn't seem, that does not seem logical to me. And I can't find her on my height and weight anywhere. But if I had to guess, I'd say her height would be about maybe 5'4", five, 5'5", five, five, would you guess? I mean, and that's the average height. Right. I just don't see, she's not like a bodybuilder. I mean, my goodness. Like, I don't see how she could get into this tank and then close it. Yeah. I'm not buying it. And I wouldn't be able to do that. Heck no. So the only thing that I can think of is, um, well, people have kind of like narrowed it down and these are like the most common things. There's five common theories. I'm going to go through them. And number five is going to seriously rock your freaking world. Okay. So, uh, what the first theory, and it is pretty common is that somebody says like, there's something missing from the video. Uh, either it is someone's chasing her. How did she get up to the roof? And a lot of people think that it's an employee that killed her and the hotel is covering it up. That that would, bad that press. Would, that's a, I feel like that's a pretty, uh, mm-hmm. I think that's a pretty solid, a pretty solid thing. 
Um, if you're an employee, you you can have you have access. You can turn off the alarm. You can unlock the door. You can throw her in there, and then you can close it. And um, I don't think there's security cameras up there, so who's gonna catch you? And then depending on how much you know, Cecile Hotel has like a really shady history, and I think they're trying to like make it like less shady. So obviously, are they going to be like, oh, by the way, we've got a, we've got a rapist murderer employed on the payroll here. I don't think they're called the Cecil Hotel anymore. I think it's called Hotel Cecil. Or something. Because they, there's been, like, serial killers that stay yes. there. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's part of my, that's that's one of the theories, yeah. Um, is, uh, well, hold on, I'm going to tell you that one. Okay, so one of the other, uh, well, okay, now I'm going to tell you this one. So the other theory that's more like what people would say commonplace would be that she was off her meds. Uh, she, you know, she was bipolar. They, she got moved to that private room because uh, people were complaining of her odd behavior. And then it's like, how was she, was she off her meds and she just got like paranoid and all this stuff? Well, I mean, the coroner said that her prescription meds were in her system. So I don't see this really being a thing. Yeah, she's acting weird, but you know, I'm sure there's videos of you and I sometimes in places where people probably think we're acting kind of weird too, you know? I mean, if you don't know the story to it. I mean, yeah, God forbid they pull surveillance videos from all the different times we've stayed in hotels and gotten drunk. Seriously? I was just thinking, I'm like, can I get video footage of you trying to open a wine bottle with a wire hanger? It opened a wine bottle with a wire hanger and it was fucking impressive, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe me calling Domino's and asking, or no, calling Denny's and asking them if they deliver pizza. (laughs) Like but also, another life hack that you can use is if you uh, take a screwdriver and screw a screw into the cork mm-hmm. the other end of the hammer to pull up. The yes, hammer. yes, I actually have done that before. That's Minus a little, the hammer. That one's I a little poked it out with the with the screw. Then uh, undoing a hanger and sticking it. Like you you did it though. <laughs> I did do it. <laughs> I also remember that I got really boozed up and we were at that one bar. And I think it was like karaoke, and I'm we definitely sang karaoke. I don't think it's a question, but then there was like this one lady. She sang um, like a patriotic song to to honor this other lady's son that was in Iraq, and I feel like I cried and gave her a hug. <laughs> I do not remember. That. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, enough about my drunken drunken <laughs> self. Okay, well, yeah, oh, but anyway, surveillance videos can look weird. That's what we were getting. The, my point. My point. <laughs> Um, so anyway, so the other two ideas are kind of more like paranormal and everything. So this fourth idea is, it's called, it's, it is that the CISO hotel has been known to house serial killers, Richard Ramirez, who, uh, was in the mid eighties. He was known as the night stalker. Yeah. He used to, he used to stay there. Real stand-up guy. <laughs> um, so anyway, um, and then there's another guy, Jack Unterweger. Uh, he's another serial killer. And so, a lot of people say that, you know, the hotel is haunted and I didn't do like research in that, like, Oh, is it haunted? Is it haunted? But I'm sure that'd be very interesting, but it's haunted. People say it's super haunted. A lot of people commit suicide there. Um, so a lot of people are thinking that it could be that she committed suicide. Maybe a spirit told her to helped her, whatever, however that would work. I don't know. Cause I'm, you know, I'm, I don't know. I think but we that the black Dahlia stayed there right before she was killed. I'm telling you, it's just like maybe bad there is something to that. that. Huh? I said it's bad juju in that hotel. I'm telling you, like you couldn't pay me to stay there. Well, I mean, it depends, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> we are getting new couches, so. 
I mean, you know, I, I mean, I, depending, you name the price is all I'm saying. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but the last one is the one that to me just gets me because it's so off the wall. And I don't know if you've heard of this one. Do you know what I'm about to talk about? Meme? Yes. Yeah. I, I don't know all the ins and outs, but yeah. Okay. Well, so it sounds crazy. But Dannon, after looking at that video and her pressing all those buttons. All right. So, yes, there is something called the elevator game. Have you ever played it? No. Could I pay you $1 million to go play it right now? Um, pro- well, here's the thing. A million dollars probably would do it. But I have to go. I would have to go find a building that has an elevator. Because mine does not. And I have to <laughs> Uh, yeah no you couldn't pay me enough i don't think to do this i hate elevators anyway and then on top of it this this nonsense so the elevator game so i'm gonna i kind of like have a little bit here of how this works so um essentially this elevator game is supposed to take you to another dimension or another world and you have to be in a building with at least 10 stories And so, um, and it has to have like, obviously at least one elevator in it. So once you get in the elevator and I'm going to read you the instructions. Okay. So it says enter, enter the elevator from the first floor by yourself. If anyone else gets on, then understand that you cannot continue to the first, from the first floor and wait until another elevator can be taken. All right. So I'm going to put in my mind and pretend that like, I'm watching this video that she, of the video of her on the elevator and just see. Okay. So it says press the button for the fourth floor. Okay. So do not get out. Okay. It says do not get out when the elevator reaches the fourth floor. Stay in the elevator and press the button for the second floor. Uh, do not get out when you reach the second floor. Stay in the elevator and press the button to the sixth floor. When you get to the sixth floor, stay in. Press it for the second floor again. Don't get out when you get to the second floor. Stay on the elevator and press the button for the tenth floor. Some have reported hearing a voice calling them to the second floor during this middle section of the ritual. Do not reply. Do not answer in any way. All right, next. Do not get out once you reach the 10th floor. Stay on and press the button to the fifth floor. It has been reported that, that just by some that a woman may enter the elevator on, five floor, on floor five. She may appear as a stranger who wishes to engage with you. More importantly, she may appear as someone you know. It's important that you do not acknowledge her in word or glance. If the elevator you are in is reflective, then stare at the floor or the buttons only. That's so crazy. Now, press the button to head to the first floor. Instead of going to the first floor, you instead begin to ascend to the tenth. Then you have performed the ritual correctly. However, this is very important. If you d- instead descend to the first floor, you've done something wrong. <laughs> Get off on the first floor immediately. If the woman's on the ve- elevator, remember, do not acknowledge her. So let's say you did it right. Once you reach the 10th floor, you can either stay on the elevator or exit. Some have reported that upon attempting to leave the elevator, the woman will try one last time to engage with you. She may raise her voice and ask you where you're going or what's wrong. She may shriek as you cross the door's threshold. Keep your wits about you. Do not engage or look at her out of fear. There is only one way to know whether you've traveled to the other world for sure. You will know because you will be the only person there. That's so crazy. 
how freaking creepy is that, dude? So, obviously, what we watched was not her traveling to all those other places yeah, because um, because the elevator never closed. <laughs> but that goes back to people saying that there's there's footage missing. That's an old that I've never heard that there's uh, that there could be footage before. That would be interesting to know. So it makes you wonder, like, the way she gets out and she's, like, looking, you know, and, like, whipping right around and then goes back in and stands in the corner creepily it, I don't know. I mean, it just, I mean, like, it's so laughable, but then at the same time, you're like. Well, um, there's a ton of paranormal games like that that you can play. Uh-huh. Um, like, I don't know if you've ever looked up some of them. I mean, because, you know, we used to, like, when we were kids, there was, um, like, Bloody Mary. Bloody Mary. And, um, Light of the Feathership is a board. board. Yeah. I, that was, uh, so, there, but there, there's a bunch of them. I actually, one of the podcasts that I listened to, um, Two Girls, One Ghost, they just did an episode about paranormal games. Oh, no way. Yeah. So there's like, I think especially too, like in Asia and stuff, they have a bunch of different ones. There's, there's like one I know I, I heard about before that's like the bathtub game. And that if you... Ooh. Yeah, it's it's really creepy, but you like played in the bathtub and some woman the spirit oh, no. killed herself in the bathtub is supposed to show up or something. <laughs> I it, remember seriously thinking that was so creepy though back in the there, day. Like there's a lot of them. So I mean it doesn't surprise me that there one is an elevator game or that two people have tried to play it. I agree with you wholeheartedly. That is the story of Alyssa Lamb and her uh disappearance slash death is still unknown so what do you think day. what do you think happened? oh really quick before i tell you what i think also there is a weird connection to this movie that came out i think it was like an asian film at first and then it did come out as an um, american film too it's called dark water and it actually kind of is a little bit about um an, an asian girl that uh goes up and somehow like falls into the water tank and dies and then the last footage they have of her is her on an elevator Oh, that's creepy. Yeah, super creepy. So coincidence? I mean, who knows? Uh, what do I think happened? Well, remember um, the first season of How to Get Away with Murder? They found the girl, the girl's body in the water tank. <sighs> I haven't seen that in for so long. Did you know, it's got my guy, my guy from. Uh... Watched the first season. Yeah, I did. I only watched the first season though, and then I kind of like couldn't watch it anymore because I was working. That, um, her husband was the one that had killed. Was it really? Watch it to the end of the... No, oh, dude, I've only seen the first season. I started watching it. It's got my guy from... That's what I'm saying. The end Maybe of the... I didn't even finish the first season then. Because, yeah, it was her husband. They well, were... it's got my guy, Matthew McGorry. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. From uh, Orange is the New Black, whom I love. I'd marry him in a heartbeat. I love him. I hope he's listening. <laughs> um, If you're listening to this, I love you. <laughs> he's so... I don't know. He's just so good looking, and he's just, like, such a champion of, like, equal rights for people and he just has he seems like he just has such a solid grip on like people um that don't have the same rights as you and I being that we're you know white and female I mean female has their own issue as well but anyway I could <laughs> that is true <laughs> um I do love him anyway but that's a whole nother story I tagged him on something on Instagram one time I don't want to talk about it <laughs> evolving until he is precious now so embarrassed <laughs> um anywho I really don't know um 
I like to think it's the elevator game because it has a, a certain amount of swagger to it. But my assumption is it is a... Yeah. My assumption is it was an, an employee at the hotel. The hotel doesn't want the bad press because they already have tons of bad press and they're haunted. Um, and they have the serial killer thing going, so they covered it up. I think that's the most plausible explanation, too. Because I definitely yeah. don't think that she got in the water tank by herself. No, I don't think there's a chance in the world that she got in the water tank by herself. Because if she had been, like, if they had done her toxicology report and she had been on, like, PCP or something, I might have been like, okay, yeah, maybe she could have, like, in a fit rage fit, you know, ripped open this hatch. But, no, I, I mean, it's just not, in my opinion, not plausible. Yeah. Well, anyway, that's my story. I really love that story. It's a good one. It's a classic. Definitely. That uh, elevator um, footage will give me nightmares. Yeah, it's really creepy, especially like, when she does the hand thing. It freaks me out. I'm like, yeah. It turns into Stretch Armstrong. You remember those? Oh, right? And it's like, oh. And then it just like with her with the basketball shorts. It just makes me feel like, was she hooking up with somebody like in her room? And then he maybe violent or something and well, she's the other thing too is it looks like she's talking to someone when she steps out of there so it's like maybe there's someone not in the in the screen that right to that followed mm-hmm. her you know or whatever mm-hmm. um so i don't know yeah anyway still unsolved but super super interesting to me feel bad for her family for sure because they already didn't they were already sad you know and didn't want her yeah, to that's so sad. go on that trip but yeah you're by yourself Right, yeah, no doubt. Go to the Cecil Hotel. <laughs> right? <laughs> don't do it. Uh, well, like, I don't know. There's a lot of places that I wouldn't go. Right. Well, I think about, you know, like, I drove to see you when you lived in Austin. I drove by myself. I stayed at a hotel on the way there and a hotel on the way back. But I'm, like, I'm, sta- I'm staying at a Holiday Inn or a Hanson Inn. Like, I'm not trying to stay at, like, a boutique hotel. Yeah, no. And I always let my family know where I am. Stay at La Quinta because pets stay free. <laughs> I do. You do love your La Quinta, yeah. That's a good hotel. Bring Molly with me if I'm taking a road trip. I'm not gonna lie. I'm I'm pretty partial to my Hampton Inn. I I think that's a pretty solid hotel chain. Um, but I'm a little bougie when it comes to hotels either. Like too, like that would be like the least I would stay at would be a Hampton Inn. Oh, you're so funny. Don't come at me with some Ramada shit because it's not happening. <laughs> it's not. We were just talking about that today, like going up to see Ethan and Cassidy and like um, where we're going to stay. And I was like, oh, they've got this hotel. It's, you know, whatever money. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, it's a Ramada. <laughs> I was like, there's not a chance. Okay. Well, when I was driving, when I was moving um, and I was driving back to Florida from Austin, my car broke down in like the, uh, I want to say near, it's, it was up near Tallahassee in Florida. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, you told me about that. Your dad had to come, like, get you or whatever. Well, yeah, so I had to stay at a hotel because my car was broken down. And the only hotel in the area – oh, no, you know, it was uh, it was Gainesville because – Oh, yeah. Your graduation, uh, and, you know, uh, it was – what is it? Uh, what University of Florida. Yeah, University mm-hmm. of Florida was having their graduation, so all the hotels were booked. Oh, so I'm driving God. around in this car that will barely drive with my dog right. looking for a place to stay. And so the place I wound up having to stay was, I think, a, a Knights Inn, and it had bulletproof glass 
uh, on the thing where the where like the hotel concierge or whatever is. Oh. Uh, yeah, and then there was a bug in our hotel room. Was like no, but let they had they allowed my dog, and uh, it's what there was. Had to stay there because there was my dad had to come pick me up the next day, and we had to get my car towed. Oh my gosh, that place is disgusting. We actually have one in our town, and everybody knows, like, don't go near it. Because it's disgusting. I was like, when I walked in and I saw the bulletproof glass, I was like, You're like oh, this is the what's happening. What would you do with the place here, guys? This is nice. Oh my gosh, that's so wild. But I didn't care because I was just so happy to be, you know. Well, yeah, and like when you're tired, who cares? Car that's about to break down. Good times. Yeah, so that was fun. Yeah. Good times. Love it. So I feel like uh, you got anything else to go on? Oh, you I know? Just say we have an email address now. <gasps> um, so if you have any comments, questions, concerns, or stories you want to share with us, uh, that will be boozeandghoulspod at gmail.com. And, uh, I mean, I'm going to get our social set up, so I'll have that, too, and I'll have to, like, go back into the other episodes and give the information. But, yeah, that's our email Wait. address. Just got that set up. Boozeandghoulspod at gmail.com. Yes. Awesome. Yeah, please email us. Let us know what you think about this. Um, if you've ever been to the uh, the Ohio haunted Haunted Reformatory, the OH. Ohio. Uh, <laughs> or what do you think happened to Alyssa Lamb? I would love to know. Uh, yeah, so we have that. And um, I'm going to try to set up some other things this week and then we can go back. Awesome. Sounds good. Yeah, so I think that's it. Well, I hope you have a great week. We don't have any cool. I want to get us a cool sign off like okay what are you thinking are we thinking like rhyme or are we thinking like we sing ourselves out (laughs) i don't know i I want i want to think of something we can say but i can't i can't think of anything right now (laughs) until next time time. bye (laughs) so long farewell Okay, that's a good movie, though. For real, for real. All right. Bye. Bye. If you like the show, please consider rating and reviewing us on iTunes. And to contact us, you can reach out via email, boozeandghoulspod at gmail.com, or you can follow us on Twitter, at boozeandghouls, or on Instagram, at boozeandghoulspod. Thank you. Thank you.